In this episode, we feature a Christmas story, and this Christmas story is of panentone. Panentone is a sweet leaven bread synonymous with Christmas Eve and Milan. It started in the Middle Ages and has spread throughout the peninsula of Italy and worldwide. For recipes and history featured in this episode, please reference our show notes. And on to the show. You're listening to Sharing the Flavor, a show that connects you with flavor and how to create it. In this show, we connect you with recipes, cooking techniques, and show you a little bit of the science of cooking to help make you a successful cook so you can share flavor with your friends. I'm your host, Andy Gebby. In this episode, we discuss the Christmas delight of panentone. It's a labor of love, but the product is the king of breads. So join us for a fun discussion of Christmas and panentone. Gio, this is going to be a delicious episode. But the waitresses are classic. (laughs) The waitresses are classic. So for those that are not familiar, you should listen to the waitresses uh, Christmas rapping song if you're in the mood for a Christmas song. That's what, 80s, Gio? So it's a great song. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is 80s, actually. And today's going to be a delicious episode because I'm currently enjoying some as we speak because we're going to be talking about panentone, which is arguably one of my favorite Christmas treats to enjoy this time of year. What about you, Gio? Uh, I kind of am not the huge fan of panettone, but I have very fond memories of the ones I would eat when I was a child. Yep. Yeah, there's something about... I Well, and I remember being introduced to panettone by you um, and being just enjoying it around this time of Christmas. And it's, it's unique because it's this thing that you wind up seeing late November, right? It's here for Christmas. It's a, it's wonderful. And uh, there's actually some very cool history around it, which is what we're going to get into in this episode as well. But it's it's to me, it's, it's lovely tradition. Uh, I do find it funny that people confuse it with fruitcake, though, in the United States. I, I really don't get it. But I don't know how you can do that, to be honest. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's people that, that, like, even some writers are saying, this is not to be confused with fruitcake. I'm like, it's not even in the same neighborhood. No, and we, we do have, I'm sure I have the fruitcake from somebody from 1972 in some garage someplace, which is probably still edible. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. But no, in my, I'm thinking, since we probably hung out after I had my driver's license, probably roughly, as you taught me, basically helped me to, to drive, they put in the garage. So pr- probably the panettone I brought to you was actually fresh. Yeah, I'm used. To, I'm used. To, my memories are of the the good semi stale ones. Yeah, they felt well. The fresh stuff, like a lot of this, you would you would actually get some stuff that was directly imported. Um, I remember going to like you know the, you know I, you know I live in Cleveland, Ohio, so going to import export stores and you know purchasing panettone. Some of it was fresher than others. Um, it all tasted good. Some was a little bit on the stale side, but. There's a certain wonderfulness of uh, panettone, and for those that aren't familiar with it, it's this beautiful leavened cake or leavened bread that you could argue is like a form of a Christmas cake, and it's towering, right? It's huge, you know, and then it's in its uh, absolutely 
just um, airy inside where you have this wonderful voluminous cake, but inside is airy and filled with candied citron and just delightful. Yes. Uh, you'll probably cover, but the reason why it does, it's different than the majority of Christmas cakes you will buy, if it's actual panettone, yeah, you got we got panettone. Um, <laughs> the stuff, though, that is usually even industrially made in Italy, or but still made relatively well, is that it it, it it's just a, a, a yeast deal. There's no baking soda. There's not. It rises based on yeast, so it, it requires nature. a lot of work, and you have to dry them upside down. Yep, I was um, just I was going to mention that as part so of it because it's it is, it is mm. it's a process. It is it yeah. is very involved. It is not really done at home. No. But I will say this. I mean, I'll get it to, towards the end of it. It's possible to make it at home. You know, I'm, I make sourdough bread and that is a involved process. But I would say this is probably sourdough times two or three in terms of complexity and effort. Um, so if you want to go for it, you can. It just takes a lot of effort to do it. So, Gio, let's start with a little bit of history here. And I'm, I might... Um, you know, I'm not sure how familiar you are with some of the legend on it, but I'll, I'll speak to, and we'll have this in the show notes. There's like three different legends on this, and then we'll get into the actual At documented least. history. At least. So, I mean, Panantoni is synonymous with Christmas Eve. Um, in the first legend, this is around 14, or uh, first let me give people a little bit of background, is that Panantoni itself... If I go to my notes here, was if we go back to the time period of, let's see here, 1395. So during the Middle Ages. Now, this something even predated this um, uh, in the Roman era. So the Romans would make something called penum triticum or triticum, which was a loaf of bread sweetened with egg and raisins. Um, and then during the Middle Ages, uh, Milanese families and, uh, celebrated Christmas and it was celebrated with three large loaves of wheat bread, which was a big deal, right, to be, to be doing that back then. Um, in 1395, uh, they issued um, a decree that all bakeries in Milan must make a pan de, was it Sciori? Is that, do I have that right? Sciori? Where is it here? Remember, this is not really Italian. It would be in Milanese dialect, so I cannot find it anywhere. Or Keep a pan going. del ton. Del ton is, you know, rich, rich guys, uh, rich guy, rich people's, rich people's bread, basically. Yep. But they would make this available to everyone, everybody on Christmas. Um, and so, but there's also a fair amount of legend associated with Panantone. And we'll go through all three legends and then we'll talk more about, you know, some of the more factual things that have been documented. So the first legend is around Christmas Eve in 1495 at the court of Ludovico, Ludovico, Il Moro, Ludovico, Il Moro. Um, and this was around a Christmas banquet where a young baker, Tony, um, a 12-year-old kitchen boy serving in the court was assigned to bake the dessert. Uh, in his tiredness of those frantic days, he um, unfortunately fell asleep during a process of baking a cake, which burned the cake. Uh, the chef was incensed by it, and he was uh, Tony, frightened by the consequences, decided to sacrifice 
the only piece of butter he kept for his mother for the Christmas holidays. Working it several times with flour, sugar, and citrons, he obtained a soft, tasty yeast. And this, uh, this, uh, the first to be ecstatic is was the head chef who decided to serve it to the guests and also desired and also um, was delighted. Um, the uh, the Duke was also delighted by. Uh, Ludovico Moro himself. So that's the legend from one point of view, and, and it was and it, the news spread quickly about it, and in the city, and in short, the sweet bread became a delight uh, of the noble palates in the court, um, and Pan de Toni was originated. Um, another legend, I like this one too, and this has to do more with love, is at the center of a liaison in between Ugetto, son of Giacomo Atelani, and Adalgisa, the daughter of Baker from Milan. So uh, the Antonellis uh, were not happy with the reputation of the bakery, which had fallen on bad financial times, and they were disapproving of this courtship. Also so, because there were two different classes, Andy. Ah, uh, there were two different classes. classes. Good so, point, yes. good point. So yeah, so this is, this is the mix. working class, and this is the noble class, right? Correct. And that, that went on to the 20th century, so that was still a thing. So Ugetto, however, was determined and unable to give himself peace. So driven by his love <clears throat> for Adalgisa, in an attempt to revive the fortunes of the bakery, he decided to get hired in secret. Um, and um, he reflected on it. And to improve the, the flavor of the bread, he added sugar and butter. And the success was almost immediate. Uh, this helped the fortunes of the bakery and helped and got approval by and wind approval by his family so he could um you know pursue uh the love of his life so that was a very nice backstory with that the third one the third legend which is interesting has to do with the nuns in milan and sister uh, ugeta with the approach of the christmas holidays decided to prepare a cake to comfort her sisters during the period of the year so the bread Dough. She added sugar, eggs, butter, and candied citron. As in other legends, the leaven cake that became, came out satisfied the nun's palate and soon afterwards uh, um, spread throughout the city and became a hit. So three different legends we have there. Uh, the official history of it is that um, the, uh, the it was won by writer Pietro Verri, or writer-philosopher-historian, tells in the volume Storia di Milano, published between 1782 and 1799. In it, the writer reports the ancient custom in vogue in Milan on the occasion of Christmas. During the festivities, in fact, it was typical for families in Milan to put a wooden log to fire adorned with leaves and apples and wet with wine and juniper around the hearth. The family used to break uh, wheat loaves, a precious food for that time, a tradition that seems to have been in vogue since the 15th century when Duke uh, Galaezo, Maria Sforza recalled it. it, is perhaps from this tradition, the tradition of great breads that Panettone originates. So, Gio, anything to add to that? That I think it's really cute. And in two of the legends, they use the same name. I Uget, thought that was cute. Ugetto and Ugetto, which is the really cute names too, by the way. They are cute, yeah. So... So Panantone is is it is it fair to say Gio Panantone is 
originally synonymous with Milan and then kind of... Did, it's Milano. Did it, it's when, Milano. There are some people... It's, it's Milanese. And then obviously as, as it diffused, then you get other things from different bakers coming in. Uh, uh, so you have the canditi, the, the the candied stuff, which then obviously from different... It gets added probably a little bit afterward. And that's about it. It's... Turn this off. Where are you? There we go. <clears throat> so it became it went diffused all over the place afterward, and it became kind of legendary in all of Italy. But it's Milano. Yeah, and its core, it's Milano. When, I mean, did it? Is it something that? Um, well, I mean, it probably already made its way throughout the entirety of Italy in the nineteenth century. I would imagine, right? Because it. Oh no! We get them in from the, all over the in, place. In 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 the fifth, sixth, in the seventeenth, sixty, and uh, the fifth, and the fifteen hundred, sixteen hundreds, it's all over the peninsula. Oh wow! So it's an old tradition, and then there is some dis- discussion as to what's the official recipe. But fundamentally, it's been there for quite some time now. So what what would be the, so, you know, you know, from from a Milan point of view, what is traditional panettone? Exactly what, what, what goes what inside you described before. And you, you did all the studying for that. Same old thing. What you just, what we just announced before. The first uh, written recipe uh, is from, if I call it, probably from Ferrara, which is where you, you know, the the, the, the big eating part of Italy is is Ferrara, Emilia Romagna, Bologna in Ferrara. But he, I forgot his name. I can look it up real quickly. He uh, said that a big sweet which they make at Christmas in Milano is this round. Uh, bread made with sugar, raisins, egg, and left to lievitare uh, to to rise three times, and it has to be round. And but he said it was he copied what was there from Milano, and uh, the first I think um, candied fruits, if I'm not mistaken, is from the beginning of the 1600s, where it was added into it. Mm. Uh, which which became part of, of of the classic recipe. And a really important, it's the tough thing of getting a good one is that you have to have really good candied stuff on the inside, otherwise it doesn't really fit. Yep. And that's it. It's really simple, but you, it's a large process. We tried to make a, a shortened version of it at home uh, because you've got to have it rise three times. And then you have, mm-hmm. to, you have to, to let it uh, uh, dry upside down, hanging upside down. And you can certainly try to do that at home, but it's probably going to be a lot more work than what people think. Yep. The shortened and, version and is good I, too, by the way, in my opinion. I think it is good too, because I, I actually baked a shortened version from a recipe from uh, King Arthur baking. And by and large, it was the flavor was there. It didn't have the lofty risen, you know, characteristics of a real penantoni because it just, you didn't have the time to do it. Um, but the here, I'll see if I can bring up a recipe here for it for us to look at. It's it's a three very, three days, three days, in three days plus. I mean, we'll throw it three days. That's assuming here. I'll bring it up here. This recipe is assuming that you already have pasta madre. Of course. Right? Mm. So, do you want to speak about pasta madre a little bit? Mm, you can handle that. It's just it's just the same okay, thing you I'll make have. with bread. So well, it's so. I, I make sourdough bread and you mm-hmm. need starter for it. Um, and with, with sourdough, you have a sourdough starter. It's, you know, liquidy. There's certain hydration levels that you have a sourdough starter that differ from, you know, recipe that you would, you would do. 
But in this case, you make a stiff starter. And the stiff starter, you can you start with sourdough starter at a 100% hydration, but then you add flour to it for it to become stiff. And, the, and this is something called uh, pasta madre. And I'll see if I can bring up... There, there's also another sure. term. There's only one, the one thing, Andy, it's not... Uh, you can use it. It's not, I think, necessary for the classical recipe, though, just to make, make that clear. You don't have to have that for to make panettone. Oh, really? Okay. Just... Well, and it's also... Because so I guess these are synonymous is levito madre and pasta yeah. madre are the same Yeast. thing essentially. No, um, not at all. Not at all. Okay. These are natural yeast. Not lievito uh, madre is 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 what you're talking about. Lievito natural just means natural yeast. Hello. Got it. Howdy. Yep, I'm here. I, yeah, I got it. So they want you want flour, good flour. You know, sugar, decent sugar, good butter, and lots of really good egg yolk. And then you've yep. got the same thing, but then you've got to include uh, honey and, um, and then you have to do the same thing you can, but you have to include a little bit of milk and the, and the, the candied, and the candied fruits and, and raisins. And it's three fucking rises, three freaking days. Well, and even I'm, I'm showing here a process for, Levito Madre. One of the things I thought was really neat about this, Gio, because when I've made sourdough starter, I've started with, um, you know, flour, whole wheat flour to get some of the, the you know, the uh, characteristics of that forming the yeast for the for the natural rise. And then you add normal all purpose flour to it. But this actually started with apple yeast water. Yeah. So people would do is they ferment apples, right, to get yeast from it. And then they would uh, create a 100 percent concentration sourdough from it and then they'd convert it to stiff starter in the process. But that's, I mean, this is like a five day process to do that plus a training period for it before you make the panettone. So yeah, that's I guess if actually, you're somebody- But the panettone stuff, you don't really have to have David Dumont, you just have to have yeast, natural, yeah. good natural yeast. Oh, by the way, the yeah. thing is yeast is different. There are different qualities of yeast, unfortunately. We never realized that, but there are, and it does make a slight difference uh, or a big difference if you have really really trained tongue and it takes a good deal of time yeah yeah they talk about like and they and, and just like you're saying Giovanni is you know there's multiple rises and they talk about the first dough and the second dough in the process um so the first dough you're creating that you're you're adding the the yeast along with flour water sugar um lots of egg yolks right and butter and then you're forming that into the first dough, um, and that's a you know day one process. You know you're adding the second dough to that, which includes I think you honey. mentioned this, Johnny, is honey, uh, big mm, deal. Vanilla. Um, some people use vanilla, some people don't. Cocoa yeah. powder? No. no. Cocoa powder? No, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, that's just wrong. That's, an, that's not an Italian thing, but no. it's interesting you mentioned that, Giovanni, because I've noticed people in the U.S. are gravitating to cocoa powder, which I think is interesting, but it's not Italian. That's nothing to do with panettone. I'm sorry. That doesn't belong there, and that's not part of the recipe. That's an altered version that you have to say out front. It's not quite the same deal. Mind right. you, you can go to Latin America, where actually it's much more proper than in Italy, by the way. Panettone. You guys know that, of course. Mm-hmm. In Latin America, panettone is a lot more popular than it is actually in Italy, in some countries. And they eat so it all year round, but they make the most, you know, colorful versions <laughs> with everything <laughs> you can imagine. And, um, and that's perfectly fine. The thing that most important is that you get three rises naturally risen 
and it's a really fluffy, heavily rich, marvelous flavor. If you then bastardize it with things that are, particularly if you try to use um, soda or cheap stuff like that, then you're not you're not really having panettone. But I'm sorry, the cocoa powder thing is no on the second rise. No, you can stuff it later if you want to put on the second rise. No, that's just this is wrong. Sorry. Yep. No, and uh, contrasting this with a traditional Italian recipe, which we'll show here now, there definitely is no cocoa in here. Um, you know, they talk about like the first refresh, the second refresh. Third I see refresh. strong white flour, natural yeast, strong white flour, natural yeast, and strong white flour, natural yeast, and 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 <laughs> right, and then in the and then in the four and and the first, so that's that's all the refreshes, right? Just to get yes. the. the and then the first dough, right? You have flour, butter, natural yeast, egg yolks, water, right? And then, and then really, it's just honey, right? At that point, and then the, the key and thing it, I guess is vanilla pod and the interject seeds. and the interject. Yeah. I don't know what kind of honey they use, but again, the quality of ingredient makes the difference between making something that's really delicious and that's mediocre. And it's tough yeah, because uh, time has gone by. We have fallen into this globalization, and multi- and no honey is so different one from the next that it's mind-blowing. So well, we've if you talk, use... We've talked, we've talked about this before, Giovanni, is honey, even in regional areas of Italy, like Abruzzo versus areas... All over the world, not just very Italy. Different, very different characteristics. But all over the you. world, not just in Italy. And But you really need to have at least something quality and the flavor you're looking for, whatever you're... If you're making it at home, the, the kind what you want. You don't like have one kind of honey. and You can have a cacha or sulla or, 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 or different flowers. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you can have specific flowered honeys from different places, and they will give you different flavors. So, if you're making the panettone at home, doing the whole thing, look for what you really like, and do not skimp on ingredients. You can't. Yes, finest, finest ingredients, finest flour, finest eggs, finest honey you can get. Right. And just as importantly, in reality, it's not going to be that expensive regarding per unit because the difference right, in the exactly. honey is only going to be like 20 cents or 30 cents because you're not using a bazillion gallons of honey. You're just using a little bit to flavor it. Same right. thing with particularly right. the candied fruit. If you can't find good stuff, make it yourself. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that when I was making the recipe uh, that I did from <clears> the <throat> fast one, I love the fact of putting in freshly zested orange and lemon. And my goodness, right? When you put that in there and when the baking process is happening, the entire house smells incredible, right? Of all this citron that's happening. It's, to me, it's actually, you know, even if you, like in this case, it was an overnight Ben and Tony, if you do it at home, it's fun just for making the house smell like Christmas. Oh God, yes. Plus it's all gooey and and warmish when you eat it when and you don't wait Exactly. You're supposed to wait. Out of the you, you never wait. <laughs> you never wait. No. You never wait. Now, and I, I, can you? And it, I really. So I'm going to try it again. I'm, I'm going to try it again using the multi multi step process, and I'm getting my sourdough ready, my starter ready for it. Um, I know it's going to take several days to do it. <clears> I'm <throat> I'm most curious about the upside down part of it. Right? Is getting is getting that to work well of the initial bake, and then you then you flip it upside down because you have to. I think it's for like 12 hours. You have to let it rest. Mm-hmm. So. But good luck. <laughs> I know it's a labor uh, I, of love. Man. I'd go. I'd go to whatever. What, what, what was the one? Galucci's, if I recall. Galucci's. Yes. Say, yeah, right. we got panettone. Yeah. <laughs> and it won't be that good, but it it, it's cheap. 
it's cheap, but I, but it, it, to me, it's just a joy. Like when I was having mine, you have it with uh, espresso, and man, that is just Christmas right there. That is just delightful. But particularly have it if it's the fresh panettone for me, of course, with a great deal of coffee and milk, and you just yes. dunk a massive wad of it in there. If it's a little bit stale, even better. I would ride out and it just on a nice cold Christmas morning uh, yes. and nothing beats it in my opinion. Nope. In fact, um, like we were, we were researching a bit of like, what do people do with the leftovers of it? Um, and I'm going to put a lot of these links in the show notes for people that want to see it. I think, I think it's interesting that, you know, they were talking about like the Romans, how the Romans have a slightly different way of it. By the way, they were talking about, Romans, milk chocolate, dark Coke, chocolate, and cocoa. So, you know, they're, they're talking about the Romans doing that, Giovanni, which is kind of weird, but. Um, no, no, no. You to... can make that and it can be in it, but it is not part of a classical recipe. The recipe it's you were showing online saying it's a classical recipe. No, it isn't. That's no, it's, an, a, it's an interpretation version. of. Yes. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. It's not, not, only, it's not but, Milanese panettone. But now, probably the ones that win. Uh, uh, competitions usually add something that's acidic because the thing about this uh, panettone, we don't have the taste buds anymore, kind of like classical music. Classical music actually was played considerably less quickly and the pitch was a bit lower, which is oh, very really? cool, but we, we don't have those ears and flavors and sounds and speed anymore. We want more. And for that's the flavor, we want to interrupt, particularly now we've got this somewhat, in my opinion, malinterpreted thing to have and every fucking plate, excuse, I'm sorry for the language, all five of the, well, four plus, plus umani, of the of the big groups of, of flavor, which is, a, I think, a dumb interpretation, but nevertheless, so that now in panettone, to have that sharpness, they add, and it, it works too, pine, uh, pineapple, or oh, uh, I saw that, yeah. or cherries under, under spirits, sugar mm-hmm. cherries, or something, and it does make a big difference because it doesn't overwhelm you with this, massive, you know, a, a real panettone is really rich and fatty and fluffy and Well, and would you fragrant. say that I mean, when, you ha- when you have this rich, fatty panettone with good espresso, it's offsets it. I mean, in my mind, it, it, it's cutting it. Uh, yeah, it, the espresso helps a whole bunch. Uh, it doesn't go well with American coffee effectively at all. No, not with American coffee. Uh, and again, I didn't actually have good panettone, Andrew, mm-hmm. until... I don't know, I was like 40 or something <laughs> because it's part of the peninsula peninsula, but you get the industrial and they're perfectly fine. You get Malta and Baudi and, and this, and they're perfectly good. But then you go to Milano and you have pastries that make, and they have, and I've been to the, you know, the, the fair, the fairs with all the different artisan panettone and it's a different level of, of panettone. It's simply that much better. So- so tell, so tell, I mean, what it, so tell about the, what the fairs or the taste is like when you see these artisan panettone. You just go to the, you know, publicize you know, panettone tasting thingy and you pay your thing and you go in and you can taste a bazillion different kinds of, of panettone from all the artisan. And it's really expensive too, by the way, this is not cheap. Panettone is a long process, expensive to do, labor intensive, and they make you pay for it. Uh, sure. You know, it's a good 50 bucks for a kilo. It's a good 20, 20, 25, 30 bucks, $30 a pound. So to feed a family of four, you're going to spend 50 bucks on a panettone. A family of six, I should say four plus, say, say six, six, you want a nice big one. It's going to be that expensive. But it is that good, and each one has their own little differences, like we were talking before. Maybe different honey, maybe different uh, 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 candied fruit, 
then there are different versions where you can yes add the, the layered pieces of chocolate you can use the I like the ones with the the candied sugar sometimes on the outside with particularly the almonds. Oh, I saw that where they had the can. These are like candied <clears throat> sugar things that are that are put on then top it's, of yeah, the pan. Yeah, pie. it's a little bit mixed. It's not a classic one, but it still is 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 cool. Particularly the industrial ones because the candied and baked almonds on top are always probably the best part of the panettone. Sorry, but they are. You just kind of whittle them out, put them in your mouth, crunch down, and think, "Oh, life is good for at least half a second. <laughs> And they have that here, just like in, just like we have rib tasting contests in the U.S. We have it's the same deal. I was going to draw that analogy. It's kind of like these rib bake offs, where you spend a lot of money to get really good ribs. It's probably the same thing. It's pretty much that's it. Uh, the reason why I'm not a huge fan because it's really good and everything else, but at the end of it, it's still panettone. <laughs> it's not, that's it. And I mean, it's cool, but there are so many good things to 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 to, to eat. It just is a great memory, and and it's part of the tradition. So everyone everyone gets it. What's good about panettone for me, however, is learning what you can do with it after. That I was just going to get into that because we we have like, well, I thought it was interesting that in Milan, they hold on to stale panettone until February third, right? Because there there's a Catholic celebration related to that. Well, they say they do, but I don't think you'll find. <laughs> I don't think anybody actually does that anymore. Except maybe a few people uh-huh. down, but no, they don't. So uh, this was it, say uh, Saint Blaise. So people say they hold on to it for February third, but they, they probably it's, it's munched a few days afterwards. I'm sure they did in 1960. Um, <laughs> right. Some in 1970, and by the time 1985 rolled around, no. That'll happen again because Italy's falling into poverty, so I'm sure they'll start saving things. <laughs> Uh, Milan was very rich, uh, was uh, quite rich, and it was actually the richest place in Europe for, for a while. Um, and you can do, aside from holding out to holding on to whatever, they make, some people make really good ice cream with panettone. Mm-hmm. But uh, I personally discovered that it's really good making, uh, just simply t- depending on the one you're using. Yes, you can make French toast out of it, which is cool. But if it's a really well-made one, it's not going to stand up that well. You have to wait a while because uh, it's very fluffy. It's not going to support right. the egg that well. The industrial ones might. But if it's an artisan, just toast it lightly, and it looks really well with mascarpone cream. Uh, exactly. And it's some really yes. delicious, uh, much much better than actually when it's fresh. Because when it's fresh, have you... you put the cream on it, but it's a little bit too much. It could, it, it's overwhelming. Giovanni, have you heard of something called a torta... Menengia or Menengia? No. Where is the. So they're the, saying that in Milano, Torta. Meneghina. Menen- torta Meneghina. Vediamo. Let's take a look. Torta. But I, I, I agree with you about, like, to me, they also reference this, and I've had this, and it's fabulous, is if you have stale panettone with pour some Grand Marnier over it, it's ridiculous. It's so good. And ah, you just make it with. Okay, I get it. It's just it's instead of using, I get it. Uh, there's a in the lakes and in the north of Lombardy, um, uh, and in the mountains, you you make a lot of apples. Where are you? There we go. I'm here. You, they, there's a classic, uh, uh, lots of apple apple pies, but it's an apple bread pie. You take old bread and you never Ooh, throw it away. Good. Rehydrate it and you mix it with fruit, particularly apples, because the apples and pears they have a ton of it here, and you make a, a nice cake that way. And instead of using that the old bread, really use good. the panettone. And it's actually probably really good. I've never had it, but it makes perfect sense. Um, 
because I, I saw the picture. I didn't read the recipe, but it, it makes sense because that's nearby the lakes. Particularly, it's a classic dessert dish of um, not throwing things away, cucina pobre, basically, and using mm -hmm. a set panettone. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. The thing is, uh, you've got to have some really crappy panettone to, make, to have enough to make the buy <laughs> because it'll be it'll be gone unless you've bought a whole bunch of it. Well, and you, so you mentioned about mascarpone, like uh, putting that on top of old panettone. What about Nutella? Is that popular there? Is that more Nutella. of a U.S. Don't come at Andy. I'm anti-Italian. I'm anti-Italian. I'm not a fan. It's almost, it's almost, it feels like it's almost spoiling, you know, panettone, putting no. Nutella on top. Uh, no, it can be really, actually, pistacchio particularly is is, is used quite a bit. No, I'm, it's not, I like a, a crema di nocciola, hazelnut cream, but Nutella's, you know, it's 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 basically fifty percent palm oil. It's right, really crappy stuff. It's it's yeah. not really. It's famous and it's used, but it's kind of like uh, I don't know, Coca Cola. It's not a real product. It's not actually old Italian. It's actually cheapo stuff. I don't even know who owns it anymore. Much better to get a good, a nice hazelnut cream and use that instead. Hello, hello. I'm here. I was eating some panettone. Cool. <laughs> and yeah, people use yeah. that and and they use a whole bunch of different creams and particularly pistachio, which I've had. I think it's a bit overwhelming personally, but it's understandable. Anything so you want. Make, so pistachio, do they make pistachio panettone? Or I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm no. Not uh, that's right. I forget. Uh, you can uh, uh, make a pistachio. Like we, we make peanut butter. With oh, peanuts, yeah, and instead yeah. you make it with pistachios, particularly if it's Sicilian from Ronte, because they have a particular kind of intense and slightly sweet flavor, and it's really delicious by itself. And they use that to usually often fill uh, the panettone, uh, or you can just use it as an accompaniment. But usually they fill it up with that, or with the creme, with any kind of cream, a simple uh, just egg yolk and 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 a little bit of 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 milk and. Uh, uh, a thickening agent, an uh, uh, amido, uh, starch, mm -hmm. sugar, vanilla, etc. Just make it real quick, or with lemon, or with orange, or whatever you want. But I that like the notion of the I'll apple. I'll include that in the show notes. I had never heard of that before. What? I said, put, uh, send me a link to that, and I'll put it in the show notes for pistachio. Oh, it's. I'm sorry, and it's it's actually from your part of the world where I think. Uh, where your aunt, where your great, where your grandmother was from, basically around that area. Crema. Oh, so it'd be pistachio, the, pistachio buttercream. Pistachio, pistachio butter. Yeah, we use butter, but it's not. I don't know why we say butter. It's nothing to do with butter. It's simply cream. It's simply uh, 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 ground pistachios, just like just like when we make peanut oh, butter. Okay. It's just baked. Peanuts, and we don't put any. Okay, so it's just shelled pistachios. Huh. Okay, that's a that's good comparison. Cool. Nutella is kind of like having Jiffy peanut butter, <laughs> and then having real peanut butter. Right. Okay, and it's not the same thing. It's not even in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Here I'm getting a, that's cool. a link. Yeah, I'll there, put that in the Here we go. Here's a. It's. Oh God, they make it expensive in the United States. Holy crap. <laughs> Well, there are others. Let me get some. Man, some of these are really expensive. Well, this is more realistic here. Here we go. How about, um, 
This won't be from Bronte because Bronte is really expensive. Love this one though. Yeah, put in the hold on. Here we go. The link here, and I'll include it in the show. Come notes. on, copy, copy. One, one example of a bazillion. Where are you? There we go. And where's the chat? Why do I not see it? There's the chat. And paste. Voila. There's a link that you can get anywhere. Uh, there are a whole bunch of different versions. Cool. Oh, neat. <clears throat> yeah. And um, they consider gold. It's considered gold in Sicily. Uh, Crema. Crema pistachio. Senza zucchero. Yeah. Cool, cool. That's cool. not going to be the highest quality pistachio because pistachio and brantes are effectively really expensive. And and I couldn't find one really quickly. It'll be like five times more expensive. Wow. Neat stuff, Gio. Well, I mean, it's to me, it's, yeah, it's having, having uh, leftover... Penantone is just as delightful as fresh penantone. Um, you just have it a different way. Um, this has been a fun conversation about penantone, Gio. I, uh, you know, there's nothing that says to me that says, you know, Christmas is near by eating penantone. Respect and to you guys to actually make the at home already once. More respect for you for making it again. That's a good deal of time and work and discipline. So. I'll let you know. I think we're going to actually going to do a follow-up on baking penantone. So that'll be a, maybe a future episode we do. And I'll let you know how it goes. So, But right now, I've got my sourdough working actively. And I'll, I'll prepare for the multi-day love affair of making penantone. That is definitely cool. Uh, unfortunately, just I would never have that sort of patience to do so unless I have a, a, a comfortable house, kitchen, etc., this reminds Separate. me of our discussion with Paul Gallegos about listening to classical music while roasting coffee. It feels like a perfect thing to listen to classical music <clears throat> while you're doing this kind of method. I don't know. The waitresses would work pretty well too. To the, to the <laughs> at least for the at least for a little bit. I was gonna say for <clears throat> maybe towards the end, like when you're putting it in the oven, right? Because you're starting to get the smells, and you can have Christmas wrapping on in the background. That that would be pretty cool. For the time involved for this, if you're you're talking about Wagner type time here, Andy, this is not three days. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is an opera. Uh, a Wagnerian opera, opera <laughs> you know, ring cycle. That would be cool. We can make an opera instead of the Panatona cycle instead of the ring cycle. <laughs> right. And we can have Ugo, and we can have Ugetta and Ugetto and Ugetta, and mash them together and have them singing the the, the baritone and and the soprano parts. I think that sounds like a cool opera to me. Well, Giovanni, happy Panantone, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, all you out there, Merry Christmas. 